and boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you, as always, by the good people at Fight Game Media. I'm your host for for today, James B. McDaniel. Kevin, how was your Christmas, buddy? My Christmas was, um, it was lovely. It was lovely. It was pretty chill. Good Christmas. Yeah. And this, and speaking of chill, you also experienced six degree weather this week. That's right. Speaking of chill. Yes. It was very cold here in the center (laughs) of the country. It got down to six degrees and I had to walk my dog. It was, yeah. (laughs) Now did that hit, that hit, I guess, Christmas Eve, Eve on the 23rd. Is that when it was the worst? Yeah, twenty third Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Thursday night was the coldest. It was pretty brutal. I I was I was listen, I've been devastated by weather many times, but I still love insane weather. Like I genuinely love the chaos. <laughs> and so I yeah. was watching that thing. I was watching the Arctic blast for weeks or the what were the the Arctic cyclone, the bomb cyclone. Yes. Yes. We, we've got so many new terms these days. <laughs> and I was I, I was so excited. I pre-ordered Puppet Up her first ever sweater. Um yep. a lovely knit green sweater. Nice. Um and sure enough, it misses New Mexico completely. Two hours east is in the negatives. Two hours north, it's in the negatives. Here, 59 degrees. It like gave us degrees. all of America's heat. The warmest yeah. it's been here in in maybe a month, easily a month. Um, just very strange. So I was super disappointed, but, uh, I doubt I would have enjoyed taking puppet up out in a uh, negative weather either. At least there was no, there was a horrible wind. Like Oklahoma is a windy place. Yeah. And the first day that we woke up and it was that cold, I was, uh, leaving to go to work uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> and I was walking to the back door, which faces West. So it's not even the North side. Okay. And I open up the back door and the door just flies open. It's like out of a movie where you just see <laughs> like the little snow like blows and the you wind. Back. It just goes. <laughs> and I just shut the door and was like, all right, I had to take like count to 10 and prepare myself <laughs> to leave. Oh, but you, you, you know, not having so ice helps. Like, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. Poor people. Yeah, in thank Buffalo goodness right it wasn't. Got a way worse than I did. So. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness. Yeah. You didn't have the rain as well. I saw some people right. in, um, one of the Dakotas who they should be used to it where right. they were just recording. So you could hear outside their window and it, it sounded like <laughs> out, it sounded like it was something off a movie. Yes. A squall is exactly what it was. It was wild, but it's exciting favorite, a favorite, week. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, it was one last weather thought before we move on. My, my All favorite right. part of it was that my Apple weather app described that weather as five degrees in breezy. Breezy. You sent that to me and you posted yeah. it online and I cracked up every single time I looked at it. <laughs> breezy is not five degrees. I really uh, wish. I don't know why I'm seeing a little Wes Anderson scene where you're going, you're trying to go out the door. It yeah. flies open. There's some like snow flies in. You force the door shut. Take a look at your Apple watch and you see that <laughs> breezy it's full screen, perfectly centered. Yeah, breezy. Yeah. Well, as exciting a week as it's been with Christmas and the the Arctic bomb cyclone, um, which I feel like it's going to be a women's wrestler at some point. Um, (laughs) 
we had a really good week in AEW. We had some yeah. phenomenal matches, really, mm-hmm. really, truly great matches, some good storylines. And as nonsense goes, there was some decent nonsense. Um, there was some, yeah. But before we get into this week, let's talk about this year. Um, yep. You've got some good questions here in our notes. Was it a good year, good year or bad year for AEW? Mm-hmm. What are your favorite? What are my favorite memories? Mm-hmm. What will you remember 2022 for mm-hmm. in AEW? Yeah. And I've, I've been thinking about that over the last few minutes um, since I saw these notes. Since well, I saw this actually, question. it's been like an hour. I've been, I've, been, I've been looking at these for like an hour. Yeah. Do you think it was a good or bad year? What do you think? It's hard to, I mean, it's hard to say it was a bad year. We in got, some ways, they're not in, a, in a, as good a position last year as last year business-wise. They're not selling as many tickets. Yeah. They're not quite as – you know, ratings are about the same, but they're not really breaking Ratings through. are about the same. And there's been a lot of – there's been a lot of negativity in the second half of yeah. the year. Yes. In, in, and what's wild is, like, how different the first half of the year and the second half of, of this mm-hmm. 2022 – uh, how different they were for AEW because in in the first half we had Ruby Soho and Brian Danielson and 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 all these people coming in CM Punk not well CM Punk was last year um, Adam Cole I believe came in in 2022 am I right on that or was it no that was all fall of 21 okay yeah well all these people were th- thriving they this were, year right flourishing this year. Yep. Um, and then we had the long-awaited Forbidden Door. Even though we didn't have everybody, it was a great show. Yeah. Um, and then CM Punk happened. Yeah. And everything yeah. fell apart. And they made a lot of decisions that were poorly timed, such as they were always going to raise ticket prices, mm-hmm. what they should have been the whole time. Right. But they did that concurrently with a time when people were really, truly fed up. With what yeah. with all the backstage drama in AEW, and I think that hit them harder than it would have otherwise. Yeah, and just losing people. Yeah, um, you know, people being injured for whatever reason, people being injured, MGF taking time off for whatever reason, taking time off from the yeah. from the like the signing day, right? <laughs> and then we, to we, we yes. still don't know what happened. I guess I'm gonna have to buy a book in like 2043 to find out what happened in that situation. Hope he's not kayfabing it still. You know, there was something that was interesting. Someone, and this, this may not be illuminating like in a factual sense, but from a perception uh, standpoint, it was interesting to me. I saw an interview with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. This was just like a clip of an interview. Yeah. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. For people in the know, actor played a, Fred and the Scooby-Doo movies, uh, you know, believe me, was she's teen, all that. Yeah. yeah. Teens like a, yeah, a little rom-com star in the nineties. And he worked for WWE for a while and is a huge wrestling fan and is rumored to someday hope to have his own company too. But, um, you know, he's around the business and things like that. He's probably more in the know than certainly me, but, um, I believe but, he has a pretty, I believe he has a podcast as well. Yeah. So I don't know if this was his podcast or he was on something else. It was just a clip I saw and it was someone asking him about MJF and they were like, you know, what are your thoughts on MJF? And he, number one, he said he literally thought MJF had the, had the best mind for the business of anybody currently out there right now. 
And he was like, that's a big statement. I've talked, I've spent a lot of time with this guy. I've gotten to be good friends with him. He's like helped him out with connections in like Hollywood and stuff. And, uh, uh, one of the things he described to him that caught my attention was he was like, you know, I spent a lot of time with him this summer and here's the things he studies wrestling more than anybody. He thinks about it deeper than anybody. And he never goes into business for himself. That was one of the comments that like, I thought was really interesting from him considering that the time really he spent with him was the time that MJF supposedly was on hiatus from AEW because he held the company up for money and sabotaged um, his match on the pay-per-view supposedly to hold up for money. Right. And while he has supposedly done this, having quote gone into business for himself, he's spending time with a guy who later describes him as someone who does not do such a thing. You know, so that kind of, I don't know. I don't know how much credibility to give that, but my I'm kind of wondering, I tend to give it a, a good bit because Freddie Prince Jr. Isn't a guy that needs to make up wrestling stories for clout. He's a movie star. He's got the clout, you know? Right. Um, and this is something I, I wondered about, but I didn't want to go too deep in because I'm still taking some heat my opinions on Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, the Cody. Truth. I've wondered your Cody truther. Exactly. Uh, and, and still am. He's going to be back one day and we'll all find out this was a giant ruse. Right. Um, but uh, it's something I've wondered um, because the reason I thought Cody thing could be a work was because I just thought of any two people in this business Who's most likely to pull something like that? It would be Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. And yep. I still truly believe that. And we might be getting that from Tony Khan just with another guy. Because he's always, before and after this, he's always talked about the bidding war of 2024. Mm -hmm. And if he'd truly gone into business for himself and was truly like courting WWE, I don't think Tony Khan lets him do this on TV. Yeah. And the big promo in front of the network executives that was supposedly right. so wild. Mm -hmm. They didn't cut the camera, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they brought him back to do that promo and then go on vacation yeah. for a while. They knew when this F bomb was coming and when to bleep it. Yeah, exactly. And so I tend to give that some credibility and, uh, man, I'm fine. I'm learning as much from on this uh, podcast as you are. <laughs> well, as you, the people, the people listening, Kevin Ely knows all, and that is uh, clear. I had no clue when this happened. But who does really? Yeah, who does. Um, speaking of know-it-alls, yeah. If you want to, for just five dollars a month, you can have easily double the amount of podcasts that anybody else is getting from Fight Game Media. Just go to Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia, and uh, you're going to get extra content from everybody here. You're going to get extra content from this podcast, such as uh, Boom Goes the Dynamite End of the Year Awards, which should be coming next week. Um, of course, our Hall of Boom that you got, I believe, last month. And uh, you can still listen to both both hour and a half episodes exclusively for through the Patreon. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of a wealth of content you can get for the five dollars you have left in your pocket after Christmas. I think we're the ones should that should have that, um, yeah. especially Kevin Ely. He does a lot of hard work on this show. I also <laughs> am on this show at times. Uh, so yeah, give us a check out patreon.com slash fight game media as well as fightgamemedia.com and the fight game media YouTube group.
to YouTube page to get uh, all the latest from the Power Bombshells and tons of other shows here at Fight Game Media. All right, Kevin, which direction? Oh, let's talk favorite memories. What are your favorite memories of 2022? I've got, I've got a few. Got a few. Yeah. One would be us uh, sitting sitting together in a in in the physical space. Uh, that was one of mine. Absolutely, one of the one last of the worst weekends. weeks of your life. But <laughs> yes, but it was still worth it. The trip was worth it. Um, I kind of felt like. CM Punk was going to win the title as part of mm-hmm. the reason I did an Irish goodbye. I'm like, I don't need to sit through this. <laughs> like I've seen, I've seen enough of this match. I know Punk's going to win. Yeah, I don't need to see this, see this personally. Um, never been the biggest fan, but um, also I was really, I, I have a just really solid memories of Forbidden Door. I didn't think it was yes. going to be that great. They were missing so many people, mm-hmm. and in the end, it was one of the best pay per views I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, that was um, fantastic. Adam Page's win, his winning the world title back at the beginning of the year, uh, that was big for me, and it it wasn't the run we'd all hoped for, and um, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to really remember the very end of this year, the beginning of next year. I'm really getting more and more into his feud with Moxley. Me even too. Though I really <laughs> wish Moxley was feuding with a heel. This yeah. week really, really took that yeah. to the next level, and I loved yeah. it. That's um, true. Let's see some other great memories. Um, I mean, the the acclaimed. Oh my god! Emerging. The rise of the acclaimed. Yes, that night oh. at uh, Arthur Ashe when the when the all of New York. Well, was it? Wait, it was it. It was all out. Yeah, it was all out. Uh, the all out was well, yeah when 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 it was they like should have won it. Yeah, when they should have won it. Uh, oh, that's a favorite the, um, for sure. The. Uh, the trio of matches between FTR and the Briscoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, As much as we complain and I complain about them not being on AEW, we got three more matches than we probably should have. And I will forever be grateful for that. That's true. Those three matches are probably worth him buying our our ROH. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Also, I genuinely love the rise of daddy ass. Yeah. And uh, so unexpected. But ever since the beginning of AEW, I, I've I kept saying, and I've said many times here, like how impressive is Billy Gunn? And mm-hmm. you realize what a what an incredible time in wrestling the click was. Um yeah. because he was he was never an A-level guy, but it's right. clear he 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 would have been an A-level guy in any other era, maybe in any other organization. Yeah, he's got the size. He's got the charisma. He can wrestle. He can do everything. And uh, but we're only getting to see him kind of independently from those mega personalities mm-hmm. here in AEW. And that's a real shame that we didn't have this guy for to focus on for the last twenty something year, thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I would probably also throw in um, just the whole Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, thing um, Wheeler Yuta stepping up and becoming a completely different character and yeah and uh kind of related to that daniel garcia coming into his own like those kind of guys just sort of finding themselves that was was the highlight to me at the end of this year Mm -hmm. we're now this is like december the 30th yeah looking back at first we were really skeptical about the jericho appreciation society Mm -hmm. looking back what's your take have have they have they accomplished 
to me, they I still don't love the name. Yeah. But they've been involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Seemingly everything that's happened. They've been involved in some way. And they've done a good job of that. And they got over a shitty purple hat, Kevin. Yeah, they did. They, they did. really got that hat over. I have Mick. I, I do have very mixed feelings about it because mm-hmm. you're right. The name is still bad. Objectively. Um, the gimmick is very uneven. This yes. whole sports entertainment thing and kind of lame that, that that's even a thing because number one, they don't actually, all their feuds have been like, wrestling feuds like mm-hmm. you know blood and guts and you know like and even the ring of honor title reign is like you know it's it's if they were going to do a sports entertainment gimmick they could have gone all the way with it and, and right. it wouldn't necessarily have been better but it would have been truer to the idea but at the same time you know we're fans of uh, matt menard and angelo parker 2.0 and they've had more purpose this year Last year, you know, we always called them like free range D bags. This year they were, you know, had a little more focus to them and a little harder edge. And that was cool. Yeah. I think they match up really well with Jericho. I think Garcia has come out a lot better, even though he's kind of had a stop start with him breaking through. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Jake Hager's hat. I mean, Jake Hager has like- no reason to be on AEW with that hat. No, no. Yeah. But I think this is the best Jake Hager we've had in AEW. Yeah, it's Jake is. with the hat. He's he, there, there's something yeah. he can focus on. Yeah, finally. And Jericho, um, you know, Jericho was one of the people, uh, for better or for worse, but I think mostly for better, um, mm-hmm. who when all the crap was going down in the second half of this year, he was one of the mainstays. You know, who kept. He had amazing matches when he was, you know, way better matches that he should be having. Yes, as that ROH champion. Um, and so, I mean, they were an important fixture, even if, you know, some of the creative I didn't love, you know, I mean, TJ doesn't exactly mean anything, you know, Sammy Guevara is still sort of the same place. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Okay. I'm going to answer this one before you do, because I'm sure we're going to have the same reaction. What will you remember 2022 for in AEW? I'm going to remember that Mindy's Bakery is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, for one thing. That's probably the number one thing. I literally said muffins as you said that. <laughs> that's what that's like that. That promo, which yeah. wasn't even it. You have to say it's a promo because he'd say, he told people he was preparing for it. Yes. That promo is. That promo is the axle around which everything has, has revolved yeah. for months and months now, almost six months, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just wild to me. It's just wild how much everything changed based on that. Yeah, it's funny, you know, when we're talking about doing an award show this week and last year we had, you know, we, you know, we kind of have a little different categories than like, you know, best tag team or that kind of stuff. And one of the categories we had last year was moment of the year that wasn't CM Punk. (laughs) <laughs> because it was the CM Punk arrival was the biggest yeah. of the year and it was indisputable. And so, right. And so now this year, I think we're probably going to have the same category. The best moment of the year that wasn't CM Punk, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the real question is, could CM Punk pull something like that off again in 2020, in 2023? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the challenge. And I bet he just may at Royal Rumble. 
Oh, I just wow. have a feeling. I have a feeling he'll be there for Rumble. Um, but of course, that determines on his exit package mm-hmm. from AEW and when he can right. wrestle again. And and we don't even know what's going on with that. It's this is like this has been the first month, I believe, December, in which every wrestling podcast hasn't and 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 vlog hasn't completely uh, revolved around. CM That's true. <laughs> like this yeah. this month was like. Uh, our, our, our true gift from the wrestling gods here at the end of the well, year. and of course I, I do. Dax Harwood's actually going mean, to break that streak because he's starting a podcast. In episode number one, he's just going to talk about CM Punk. Are you serious? Yeah. See, I might skip that episode because I really want to love Dax, but I know he yeah. really likes CM Punk. Yeah. Um. There's going to be some carrying water happening, I think. Yeah, and that's that's going to be a rough one. That's going to be tough. Yeah, I, um, I feel the same. I feel the same. <laughs> Is there anything else like pre pre punk? Well, you know, what I, would it have been? What this, would it have been? One thing would be even punk. Uh, there was a lot of good punk stuff in the first half of the year. There was. There was really you know, good punk stuff. He, he had, had that great MPF matches. feud. He had that amazing promo where he challenged. Uh, MGF to the dog collar match by asking him to be his Valentine. Uh, you know, the build up to Paige was good in hindsight. It was a little weird, but you know, like I was pretty into punk, you know, for a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so there was some stuff too, that's going to be sad that it's going to like all tainted, you know, mm. but hey, uh, orange Cassidy had a great year. He had a really good year, and he was out for a lot of it. But since yeah. he came back, again, they they kind of they put a, a, to in my mind, in my opinion, they kind of put he made Forbidden Door. Yeah, like he wasn't the main event, but he right. made Forbidden Door by yeah. having the best match on that show. Um, yeah. that might be. I'm trying to think about what my matches of the year are, and that's in the conversation for my match of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to start getting ready for that. I've got to start going back through the pay-per-views, and then there were a lot of really good TV matches to try and figure out what match of the year is, but that's absolutely in the running right there. Yep. Okay, let's see. You want to go through uh, kind of the things that are going on with ROH at the moment? Yeah, so Tony Khan did an interview, a long interview on the Grapsity podcast. I have not listened to the whole interview, but... Like any good podcaster, I went and uh, read the aggregators <laughs> to find good out. Move. I went to fight. So Fightful published some talking points. Um, I think if you're interested in listening to Tony Khan interview, it sounds like it's a really good one. They covered a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But some of the notes that he said that were probably newsworthy um, are he described uh, um, the ROH show starting on Honor Club. He said 10 or 11 weeks, I think is what he said, uh, into 2023, which gives him a couple of months. March. So if you're, yeah. Yeah. So if you're waiting, if you're getting it for the show, you might, you know, decide if, whole, if you want to pay for, club for this first. Yeah. Maybe watch some of the old stuff. Yeah. Uh, one news note was that uh, Dave Meltzer reported that Tony Khan, when he was shopping around the ROH TV show, never took it outside of Warner Brothers Discovery. He stayed loyal, even though legally he was under no obligation um, right. for, for them to get first look. Which uh, I think probably speaks to him thinking that's the right business move is to show a lot of loyalty to them. Even though personally, I would doubt that Warner Bros. Discovery shows loyalty to anyone right now, 
No, not yeah. even remotely. <laughs> not even remotely. I don't. They are. T- these people are taking shows. Yeah. Off of HBO Max. Right. So they don't have to pay residuals. Right. To the actors who yeah. meant like that is how middle class actors. And by I mean, like, yeah, people making 50,000 a year. That's right. how they make that 50,000 a year on, on yes. the most part. I have a friend who uh, is a casting director um, who here in Oklahoma, but he um, had a uh, small but recurring part on Breaking Bad as um, he was an attorney. He was late in the show. I can't remember how he was related to the show, but he was an attorney for somebody. And so he was probably in like six or eight episodes in one season. And uh, when he got his first residual check, he was shocked. Because it's Breaking uh, Bad, arguably yeah. one of the greatest television shows of all time. It's going to be yeah. around forever. Uh, He's going to be getting checks for like 20 bucks. Yeah. 30 years from now. Right. By the way, if anybody's interested in kind of seeing um, more of that, there's a guy on Instagram and I believe TikTok as well named Michael Jammin, J-A-M-M-I-N. He's a writer. And every month he collects up all his residual checks that came in that month. And he opens them on camera and goes through like I made this much from this episode of King of the Hill. I wrote like 25 years ago. And, uh, you know, this is an episode of, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I got this yeah. amount. It's really interesting. It's really interesting for those that are kind of outside the industry to see how that works. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and HBO so, is like straight up. Right. So it's, I don't think I somehow I don't get the impression that when it comes to negotiations for the next AWTV deal, like someone in yeah. WBD is going to be going, well, you know, he could have taken that ROH show somewhere else, but he decided yeah. not to. And well, the thing is, to me, if they're at a point where they said no, which they clearly did, and right. they didn't want it on true TV where I thought it should have been. Yeah. Um, Then you take it elsewhere. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of networks that would absolutely love to have roh i'm sure i am sure i mean my network yeah right now they went from the number i think 64 73 network on tv Mm -hmm. to um if you look since the show dropped in july 22nd on patrol live they're now a top 15 network um yeah and you were um i think you shared a like the total 2022 they were like 23 or something 25 something like that yeah well they jumped like 30 30 places 40 places because and that was average for the year yeah and our boss was like don't share this this is this we're like if you go from the moment this show dropped we're top 15 right and uh we're gonna come out we're gonna we're gonna have our own press release later because like this is the whole year. We only had the show for six months. Right. And so, and we've got, an, uh, you know, there are other wrestling companies that, that have talked to us. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I, I think yeah. AEW would get the numbers. Um, yeah. that would be big for a network like, like reels. And I don't think it would get, I don't like three or 400,000 maybe due to the fact it's a lot of mm-hmm. AEW people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be really good for a small net, for a small network. Who's growing really quickly. Of course, there's loads and of other loyalty programming too. Exactly. Wrestling is Those loyal and consistent. And people tune in live. Yeah. Because they don't like people tune in live. It would trend on Twitter because people are going to be talking about it with their friends. A lot of things you don't get with other programming where people can mm-hmm. tune in at any point, and fast forward through all the commercials. Either way, 
Tony, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> you got our number. You listen yep. to this program and we know it. He doesn't listen to this program. So, um, uh, so he also said he's going to, he might be doing a Ring of Honor show WrestleMania weekend because fans have come to expect that, even though he never wanted to have like an AEW show, but that might be kind of a loophole. Uh, so, I like that. I like yeah, that. I like it gives that him an out and AEW talent can, can compete on it. And honestly, I'm going to get shit on a lot for this. Put it head to head. Put it head to head and give me something to watch during WrestleMania because I don't want to watch WrestleMania. Although this year it might be really good. Um, I've been bored, bored to sleep by a number of WrestleManias in recent years. Yep. Those are Vince WrestleManias. Um, and he's gone. Yep. Um, which, by oh, the way, I love the first WrestleMania without him. That's interesting. I haven't thought about yeah, that. Yeah, this, this will be one to tune into. Is you know this the, It'll be really interesting to see. What a Triple H WrestleMania looks like because we've never had that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the most interesting parts for me is um, people have come to expect it. That was one of my favorite mm-hmm. parts of WrestleMania weekends was that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited that could come back. I hope I hope Tony Khan doesn't. I don't want to say chicken out, but I hope yeah. he doesn't get trigger trigger shy on that one and, and pull right. pull out. Um, you know. This bit here about how he would love to have Paige Van Zant back at some point. Mm-hmm. Me, that says Mandy Rose could make it an AEW. Yeah. Because let me tell you, got I've got people out here on these streets, Kevin. Yeah. I hear things. I hear things mm-hmm. that I would, of course, never look at myself. Sure. But from word on the street, Paige Van Zant has gone so far beyond what Mandy Rose did to get fired for AEW. Oh, wow. Like so far beyond. And to hear like, so that's it. That's literally something that I find very interesting that mm-hmm. this is, that that is not making um, Tony Khan flinch. Yeah. So if people are interested in Mandy Rose and AEW, that tells me that there's a real possibility of her being able to come in, make the money she's making, from whatever OnlyFans knockoff site she's on, right, <laughs> and make her wrestling money as well. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe no. I, I guess she probably wouldn't be available in January, but yeah, uh, maybe not by the, after that. By the way, Kevin, I, mm-hmm. I wish people at home could see this. I make made this drink mm-hmm. right before we started the show. Yeah, and I did not realize what a huge glass this is. I thought this was like a that, regular no, whiskey glass. A, this thing is huge, and remember. I'm holding it up next to my head. I have a giant melon head. Are you sure this, that like you're not in some kind of Alice in Wonderland thing where you're slowly shrinking? That would be phenomenal, except we both know I'd still have the same proportions. I'd just be really <laughs> small. But like this hat I'm wearing, yeah. this is a special double XL hat yeah. to go on my freakish melon head. And this glass starts at the yeah. bottom of my beard and goes up halfway up my ears. Um I had very little whiskey, though. This is mainly mainly Diet Coke. Mainly Diet Coke and ice. Yeah. A lot of ice as well. Okay, let's see what's next in the news. Um, I knew this. I knew this. Punk FTR was going to be a trio through the summer of 2022 until Punk's foot injury. Yeah. yeah. And remember, I talked about I really thought that that was why they weren't wrestling because they weren't. Yep. Their plans got shattered along with Punk's foot. Yep. And... Tony Khan yeah. is not good at, at improvising on the fly. He's really not. I think some of his people are, yeah. Jericho, Moxley, et cetera, but right. he's not. Yeah. He didn't and know what to do with them. 
Yeah, and t- and now now we're getting them on TV during their big losing streak. Right. <laughs> yeah, they kept that part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, if I could go back and like prevent something from happening, one one moment to act in 2022 uh-huh. to change the timeline, it would Ooh. be uh, at that LA show after Double or Nothing, when Punk came out in his debut as world champion, and crowd dirt dived into the crowd uh, to celebrate, his, that's where he broke his foot. Just, just run up and say no, don't. Yes, yeah, exactly. Stop. Just don't, don't. It may not have changed the ending, but I do wonder, like, if he hadn't sat at home hurt all summer. Would he have fumed to the degree that he went off like that when he came back or, you know, would things have been would have just think, delayed the inevitable would, you know, would it could, could things have been worked out or, you know, would he still be around? I, my, my sense is that right now he'd probably still be around and there'd probably be just a lot of backstage BS happening, but you know, that's, that's really interesting because yes, I think he'd still be around a hundred percent, but a like the backstage wouldn't have been fixed to the extent it has been. That's a good point. Maybe the larger, maybe the larger win is that uh, they faced it down. Like, you know? Yeah. Because if it hadn't been that extreme, they wouldn't have. Wouldn't have put it up was with clear, it for a long time. Yeah. It's clear Tony was putting up with so much from so many people until that when right. he was left with literally no choice. And even then, I think I think it was a big deal that I think he was left with no choice simply because, not because of the fight, not because of the most epic super kick of all time, destroying the door <laughs> and destroying the door. Larry possibly yep. through a wall. But the simple fact that everyone saw him nodding along to CM Punk. Yep. And that is what caused him to act. The fact mm-hmm. that he couldn't avoid it then. He was a part of it. He's nodding along, even though he, he knows he's not nodding yes. And any mm-hmm. thinking person knows he's not nodding yes. Mm-hmm. That MJF's a baby and Adam Punk is a child and all this nonsense. Right. But I think that's the only way any of this gets resolved. Even if there'd been the fight. If if he hadn't been seen on camera right next to Punk during that rant, I think nothing would have changed, and AEW might be in a way worse place than it is right now. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, here. I feel like I just went through like the butterfly effect movie, where like I went back and changed time, and then came back to yeah. my own timeline and found out like I accidentally caused World War Three. <laughs> somehow, yeah, somehow. By you preventing Punk from jumping over that rail, right? Like, like somehow Triple H is, is Triple H is in prison. Right. Vince is, is CEO <laughs> for life. It's, yeah. It's and 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 somehow like already like the world is turning into to Back to the Future Two with Biff running everything. Right. Yeah. Just it's truly a nightmare situation. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um. What answer? So yeah. So Tony Khan wouldn't answer who Soraya, 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 yeah, Soraya, mm-hmm. who her partner would be January 11th, said we'll definitely know in January. Which, well, I, I would kind of like, well, we obviously would. the matches in January, yeah, but the way a- it was asked, I did see the video of this. <laughs> the way it was asked was, can you let us know who she is? And he said, well, you know, I can't, 
it wouldn't be prudent for me to answer that question is what he said. Like it wouldn't be good judgment for me to answer that question right now. And they said, could you answer it in January? And he said, well, yes, in January I can answer it. Implying sort of like everyone was kind of winking and nodding at each other of like, you know, common knowledge is that Sasha Banks is available at the end of December 31st. Let me tell you one thing I'm scared of here. I'm really scared of. What's that? Get a Christian situation here. Get a what? A Christian situation. Oh, yeah. What if, what if January 11th, Saray is in the ring, music hits, her, her, her tag team partner, a returning Chris Statlander. Mercedes any other Martinez. <laughs> oh, my God. Under any other circumstance. Yeah. If it was like a returning Chris Statlander. The crowd goes yeah. wild. Yeah, it'd be amazing. But under yeah. this circumstance. Yep. People Ray Mysterio it. entering his number 30 the year they wanted <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Yeah, exactly. And that really, I hate to say it, Kevin, that kind of feels like a Tony Khan move right there. A little kinda bit. It does. And I hate it. I hate that it kind of does. Yeah. But it, in the clip, they in the in that interview, they specifically asked that question in reference to the context of him having overpromised in the past. Mm, so they okay. brought it up to him. But you know, I'm glad. Tony's slippery. He's slippery in those interviews, you know. Now I wanna I wanna I wanna step back for a moment. Okay. Christian has been really good in AEW. He has been. He's, He's been, been really good. And um and I don't think and I don't want to get any controversy going here. I don't think the only reason he's been good is because of the turtleneck. The big part, but not the only reason. Evan, can you hear me? I can. You're kind of dropping out just a little bit. That's I not- don't know if you really are or if it's... Uh- me yeah because i said my thing and then it was just a lot of no sold it <laughs> he completely no sold all of it um christian's been so great is what i got i said christian's been great and i don't think it's only because of the turtleneck oh <laughs> yeah mainly the, the mainly. turtleneck is a big part he has contributed some himself though yeah okay so battle of the belts january 6th yeah after rampage yeah 10 days notice in days notice, I don't give a single shit. No. You're asking me here, what would make me care? Yep. I want a Jamie Hader match. I'll watch okay. it. Look, I'm going to watch it one way or the other. But I'll watch it live if there's a Jamie Hader match. If there's not, I'll watch it right before we record. Okay. On, uh, on Sunday or Monday night. <laughs> and one and a half what about speed. you? Like, what do you, what would you like to see on it? What, what would you like to see that you're definitely not going to get? Because we're, I'm not getting what I want for sure. If I do get a Jamie Hader match, it's going to be her versus Verta Vixen or whatever. Right. That's what I'll get. Yeah. Verta Vixen. I, uh, I think, you know, I, I think Battle of the Belts should be. Well, a belt versus belt match would be fun. Like, let's unify some of these ROH titles. That'd be cool. Right. Um, you know, like an MJF versus uh, Claudio. Now, there's no way they're going to do that, but that would be, you know, that would catch my eye. Right. Um, you know, I had a theory that um, until ROH gets going, I was thinking they should make Battle of the Belts ROH specials. 
Because Absolutely. they wouldn't That'd do be any great. worse. They wouldn't do any worse in the ratings. Um, and they could build to them and, you know, just make it an ROH, ROH battle of the belts and um, and just do their periodic uh, shows, maybe even like do them on the off months of when they do ROH shows, uh, have them set up things and just give them a little continuity there. Yeah. But, you know, I think it'd be cool even if they do the Ring of Honor um, uh show on honor club only it'd be a good way to get it on tv back on tv it could be a situation where the regular shows are on honor club Mm -hmm. and that would almost be like a pay-per-view because it's on national television right on tnt tbs wherever um that's a really good idea i like that a lot and they could and it could just be not all the belts because i think they've got at least seven belts but yeah, like half the belts one one show, half, the other half the 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 next show, something like that. Yeah, and it's never going to be like a Friday night at ten o'clock show or eleven o'clock Eastern is never going to um, like catch a breakout audience, you know. So you may as well just make it a hardcore thing, and you know, have like a Daniel Garcia pure title match, and you yeah. Know. No, that's that's a then really you still good got idea. The problem. I really like that. I mean, listen, give me a battle of the belts. It's just a Briscoe match. Yeah. Like, give me that. They should just rebrand it as Battle of the Briscoes. And then it's four times a year they have the Briscoes on. Yeah. And it's at 10 o'clock. It's after, you know, (laughs) all the kids have gone to bed. Yeah. So you can can have a real Briscoes match. Right. Um, In fact, it should just be Briscoes FTR four times a year. Yeah. Our match. Everyone's an Iron Man, which means anything goes because it's Tony Khan. Okay. Before we move on to the heat index, mm-hmm. we have any more news. Speaking today? of heat. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of heat. Uh, Miro apparently is mad that people are talking about him because apparently uh, people have been reporting that he um, could have been back earlier than he has been. Uh, but didn't like some of the ideas he was given um, creative. And then uh, his wife, uh, formerly Lana CJ Perry was on a show, the Mike win Winmacher show, which I'm not really familiar with the Google Mike Winmacher while you're telling this story. Right. Which is uh and the quote money quote from it was um, Rusev day will never die, which is funny because I forgot about it. Uh, It's always going to be around. The kids are going to want to sing it. I'm sure it'll make a return at WWE at some point. Rusev, whenever he shows back in and whatever freaking name or gimmick or character at some point in WWE, it's going to be iconic. Let's be honest. We all know that everyone always returns back to WWE at some point. Yeah. I feel like this is a a Brian Cage's wife situation. Yeah. (laughs) That really was not a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Winmacher mm-hmm. has a sh- this show is a radio show, not a podcast. Okay. Might be a podcast. Well, on 92.7 WMAY out of Springfield, Missouri. Okay. So, and he looks like a goof. <laughs> that is, of course, coming from a man who looks extremely like a goof yeah. as well. No offense to Mike Winmacher. I'm sure he's no, not listening. At all. He's a fine not at all. journalist. A great man, I'm sure. Um, he got some information that we didn't know about out of, yeah. out of CJ. So uh, nice work. All right. I think this has been one of the best weeks in a while for AEW television. 
So I'm really excited we're getting to the heat index. Kevin, take it away. All right. I've got a uh, got a two heads of a coin here. Honorable and dishonorable mentions. Okay. The honorable mentions go to fake rappers on wrestling shows. That's the honorable the, one. Yes. Okay. And the dishonorable goes to real rappers on wrestling shows. Because on, on one hand, in the same segment on Dynamite, we had Sanjay Dutt do a rap video that was fabulous. <laughs> Just fantastic. Uh, Said there was some good nonsense this week. Yeah, that was some good nonsense. And then immediately after, the biggest boss, Rick Ross, one of everyone's most popular celebrity guests from the year, came back. And <laughs> now, if you told me that Rick Ross came back to Dynamite and dropped an F bomb on live television, and that the segment was lame, I would not have believed you. And yet it happened. Yeah. See, okay. I'm going to give my opinion on that real quick. Okay. I thought Rick Ross was fine. I thought Keith Lee was fine. And I thought Swerve was fine. (laughs) But the goofs they imported for this situation kind of took the the wind out of the sails of this segment. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. For sure. Do you think that they were all pretty crappy in this? I what? thought here's what I thought. Like when you when you when you say it like that, was was Swerve okay? Swerve was fine. Was Keith okay? Keith really didn't even do anything. No, he just So he so he was fine. Yeah. So Rick he Ross, was fine. Yeah. Rick Ross. Oh, he didn't screw he didn't make anything worse. Yeah. No, no, he Rick didn't. Ross was fine in a vacuum. It's just that he was operating on a completely different universe that everyone else was. Yeah, that's because, true. That's true. And here's what I think happened. I think no one had any idea what was going to happen when like Tony, like Tony Schiavone didn't know because they, that's they the brought name out of Rick his Ross. podcast is what yeah. happened when. Oh, <laughs> but, right. oh, yeah. So Tony. So it was Tony and Rick Ross. Right. And they like. Like sent it to whatever was gonna. Happen. Tony's like, like, well, I guess we're gonna start with Keith. I don't know, is Keith yeah. coming out? Yeah, and then it was like, oh, it felt like thirty seconds before any music hit anything. Right. I know right. it was like three seconds, right? But it was not smooth transition. Yeah, and then Keith comes out, and then <laughs> Rick starts talking to try to introduce. Like I think he was supposed to. I think maybe Rick was supposed to call him out. I don't know. Because then he handed the mic to Rick Ross and Rick Ross introduces the young legend Swerve. And then Swerve comes out with no music Mm -hmm. and starts talking about Keith Lee's timeline or I'm not operating on your timeline. I'm going to come out when I want to, as if you don't want me to come out, even though everyone's asking you to come out. When Keith is just standing And then before that, Rick Rick starts talking and then he stops and just looks Keith up and down <laughs> and just says, you're a big oh. mother effer. You know what? When you said he dropped an F-bomb, mm-hmm. I literally couldn't remember when it was because yeah. I don't even think I registered that as an F-bomb because <laughs> it was it was such a funny <laughs> moment. And I genuinely loved that moment. Yeah. But it was maybe it was like one of only two moments right. that I really liked from that, which were that moment. Right. And of course... 
swerve stomping uh, a cinder block yes. into Keith Lee's large belly. Yes, that was pretty awesome. That's something I had not seen in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and it and it was a little not a major pop on my end. Like I didn't actually. If you were watching me, you might have assumed I was a dead. But right. inside, I smiled at that. I like, <laughs> but that's really about it. Yeah. And we'll see what happens because that, that is like, that's one of those, I could hear, that's one of those moments I can hear my inner Jeff Hawkins just complaining of like, <laughs> he just smashed a cinder block through this man's sternum. And like, where's the, uh, like, Keith Lee's been taken to the hospital. You know, where's the seriousness of like, oh my gosh, he yeah. tried to murder him. It's kind of like when Swerve went all like uh, murder porn on um, Billy Gunn and was like breaking his fingers with pliers, you yeah. know, and just sort of like, haha, the next week, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how they handle it next week. You know, but the moment itself was pretty cool. Um, I like, I like Swerve just being vicious and heel, but Parker Boudreaux and Grandin Getzman. You made that up right nope. there. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> no, you made that up. Dude Busters situation. Oh my God. Dude Busters? Is Trust that their Busters. Name? Dave and Busters. David Well, they're the former you know, they are the one of them is a former Trust Buster, so maybe Grandin Getzman is the dude and they're the dude busters. I did like them as a team in that. They're kind of, their tattoos kind of match up. Like they're the similar style. <laughs> yeah. They're both uh-huh. covered in them. Right. But beyond that, I'm just like, man, what are they doing here? Yeah. What do they do? Like Parker Boudreaux was, what was his offense at the beginning of that? I'm trying to remember. Was it just big punches? He just kind of did like a big forearm and then, just, yeah. Yeah. The forearms looked good. His face while delivering these forearms. Yeah. Oh man, he was doing like, that. He was, he was doing that wrestling school, like overselling, where he celebrates every strike. It was kind of like he was performing for the guy in the back of like Tiger Stadium, yeah, hundred thousand people. Yeah, when no, yeah. you don't need to. There's not, not hundred thousand right people now. here. No, right. no, you need to like sell this for you know three people, three thousand people. That'll work. Yeah, and he right. was selling, trying to do it for a hundred thousand. He, ma- just he made so me silly. He made me think of like back when Tough Enough was on. Yeah. And like each week and like this was the episode where like young Parker got a talking to by by visiting <laughs> coach Triple H of like, you've got to make the people believe it. You've got to show me some intensity. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so then he just dials it up to 20 on the next time. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, do hope I don't know how to feel about it. I do hope he gets good and he seems to be better than. WWE thought he was because they released him like six months in, four months in. Right. He seems better than that, you know. Not yeah. to make fun of him too much, like he's he's okay as as like a really green guy. There are much greener people in AEW, I truly believe, to this day. Good lord, this dog's hold on. Uh, <laughs> dog's licking my foot and it scared the living shit out of me, Kevin. <laughs> um. All right, so. <laughs> So right. you really enjoyed our you you really enjoyed the rap, huh? Oh, I loved it, Sanjay. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely. I watched it again tonight before the show just to make sure, and I did. And just the video of like Sanjay with the 
with the T-shirt and doing the <laughs> doing the acclaimed hand signs and it was, uh, it was Jay great. Lethal like like uh, you know like stroking his beard and yeah. <laughs> Jay's got a good good beard stroke, by the way. Oh um, yeah. All right, mogul affiliates is yeah. that is that shirt going to sell? Because I feel like that that one might sell. It might. I don't know if that shirt will sell, but the name. I bet if they come up with it, the they name. need to get a real. I don't know if Swerve had anything to do with that design, but I think they need to let Swerve like run with wrestle a bit. instead. Yeah, yeah, maybe um, that. <laughs> Hit row. This is not so far. No, no, unfortunately yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if his little group is going to expand or, as the name says, they're just affiliates. You know, uh, that seems right. to be the big AEW thing right now is yeah. guys who are just for hire whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're just like right. loosely. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's see. So next, number five. Number five. I, I'm uh, celebrating True Heels this week because this week felt like uh, we got some actual heels doing heel things the way heels used to. Um, and so I'll, that is I'll a rare a, thing in AEW. Yeah. I'll lump a few people into this. So Ethan Page, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and the Gun Club, and Chris Jericho, even. Um, just, you know, not trying to be cool, not trying to, uh, you know, wink, wink at the, at the fans or, you know, have people uh, cheer them or, you know, that kind of thing. You know, Ethan was a little on the line because uh, Stokely had the funniest line of the week uh, this week, which almost lost all their heat. Just by what was that line? Was. What was that line? Was when he when he called uh, Brian Danielson a raggedy bitch twice. <laughs> I really just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, Ethan is one. Ethan, by the way, is one of the best, one of the only pure heels in AEW right now. Yeah. He just comes out and people just hate him and he and he likes them yeah. hating him. Because even, even like Chris yeah, Jericho is like melting people's faces. Right. But everyone loves to sing sing along to his song. Yeah. That's true. He's not, yeah. he's not so much an asshole that people aren't singing along to to uh Judas. Right. But in this one, but this week, the way that he sold so he sold for Ricky Starks' promo the way that Triple H used to sell for him, you know, the way that the rock or the, the sorry, the way that he used to sell for the Rock, or or um, or the way that Stephanie would sell for him, you know, right? When he was in WWE, like he would he had this you know promo battle with Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks calls him, uh, says that you know the J and JS stands for Jobber, and the way that he reacted to that, like I cannot believe you said that to me, you know, like. Oh, Chris he wasn't trying to like be cooler than Ricky bucks. Starks. Yeah, no. he was not trying to be cooler than Ricky Starks. He was trying to be lame, and uh, also you know, the, um, let him make fun of his abs, and you know, yeah, the the, um, the line about he's dressed like a a guy coming off his fifth divorce, single dad on his fifth divorce, single dad on his fifth divorce. When he used to be built like an air fryer. <laughs> air fryers are getting a lot of play in pro wrestling these days. <laughs> That's true, and they I are, think this yeah. is all due to the influence of Mel Gray. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, calling for the absolutely. calling for the band to the uh 
giant swing because it's Cause a barbaric it's move, like you know, barbaric. like the DDT in the eighties, and uh-huh. throwing the fireball. And then um, I didn't notice this, but uh, I noticed that they pointed out in the Observer this week was, um, you know, the Chris Jericho action Andretti angle last week is a uh, was an unintentional like the the tradition of that kind of match. Um, one of the most famous ones was that's how Ricky Steamboat became a star was by beating Ric Flair out of nowhere. I didn't and, know that. I had yeah. no clue. And not long after that, one of the things that Ric Flair did to this young upstart Ricky Steamboat who just beat him was rub his face into the concrete floor backstage. And that's what Jericho did to Andrade last week. So it was a kind of a fun little Ooh, I like or, that. you know, callback to that. Ric so, Flair. Ric Flair rubbed some of the greatest wrestlers of all time's faces in the concrete. Yes, he did. Ricky Morton. Yep. Ricky Steen. A lot of the Rickies. A lot of uh, That's right. number. He's rubbed a lot way, of Rickies into the ground. In the, uh, in the Fight Game Media Group on Facebook, yes. we had a poll for the top four, the Mount Ricks. Rushmore of Rickies. Yeah. And I never saw who made it. Do you know? Do you remember if Ricky Morton made it? Uh, I believe it was Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Rick Rude. Okay. Uh, Rick, Rick Steamboat? Steamboat and Ricky oh. Choshu. I don't think Ricky Morton made the final four. Oh, you those sons of bitches. I see. <laughs> I see. Well. Sorry. Those people are dead to me. Yeah. Well, but the one thing, though. David Lovell did put Ricky in his top four. That yes. meant a lot. Right. And we all had to acknowledge that the 80s was the golden age of Ricky's. That's true. That's absolutely true. Also, I really thought uh, Rick Steiner might have a shot. He did not. I think he was like five, maybe six. Not, like that's that. not bad. I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of great Rickies. So I, you've got more more real heel talk to go, I believe. Oh, yeah. Who else did that? Oh, the gun club. I hated CF Terra lose, but I know that's the story right now. Yep. And I like that they just beat him and they're wearing Bret Hart tights just to, yes, just they to were. taunt them. Oh, you know? That's that's the By kind the of way, stuff I like to see. The look on FTR's face faces when they realized they lost was really great. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, there's there are three straight losses, so I kind of like the losing streak. Them and Chris more. Jericho. Well, Chris is only on two, right? Or is it three? Uh, just the one. Oh yeah, two, two, because he lost two. the title and then lost lost that. the title and, and then action. I would be surprised if he lost to Ricky Starks. And that's what I assume is going to happen. I really, that's my assumption. Because if he just beat, he's lost action Andretti, then he comes back and wipes right. the mat with Ricky Starks. That would be the worst. That's a, yeah. That'd be the absolute dirt worst. Yeah. All right. And uh, Jarrett. Just Jeff Jarrett is just, he's, he's been no, great. Yeah. He's been good. The music alone. <laughs> I am, I'm kind of surprised they let him come in with the theme song. From his podcast. <laughs> like, I, I just was really surprised with that. The music, logo but... is the logo of his podcast. Yeah. All of it. Well, that's uh, a Tony Khan thing. You know, he he loves yeah. that. He loves the the references. Yeah. Let's. Okay. Number four on the heat index. Where are we going next? I got uh, MGF and Brian Danielson. I think their program's heating up. Um, MGF yeah. only made one appearance uh, on on TV this week, but I really liked it. It was a backstage promo after the match. Literally after 
yeah escaped and got the door locked yeah still the camera was heavy. there and, and yep. yeah exactly ready to go and i like and that great. i like when they do stuff like that and um yeah. and plus he was serious like he was mad and in no no tongue-in-cheek no cuteness like just super angry and it made it made me feel like old school rick flair when they used to go back to yeah. the locker room and he'd be just super angry and you know going and off the, so and the anger was that it was it brian danielson stealing his moment after his right. big victory over ricky starks yes. yeah yeah so i like that they're starting to they're doing this both with the page and moxie program it's like they're starting to fill out the issues between them where you where they're you're starting to understand why they do hate each other that much. So they're doing a good job with that. I don't know how I feel about Brian continuing to talk about William Regal, but yeah, um, you know, it needs, to, it needs to move yeah. beyond that. Um, by the way, um, revolution is next, correct? In March. Yes. In March. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, this is really early to be really setting off these matches. Right. You know, like we've got three months Three months mm-hmm. before we're going to get, I'm assuming, Brian Danielson versus MJF, before Moxley versus Adam Page. Are we going to get a few of these first on TV? That's what I'm well, wondering. I mean, we've got Seattle uh, January 4th. Oh, you know what? Seattle January 4th and then January 11th. I mm-hmm. bet. In LA. We're going to get these some of those matches on those two cards. Maybe uh, Marks and... Mox and Hangman in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff and Brian and the fourth. Seattle, possibly. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's where it's going to go. Um, I would, I would <laughs> like to see me. both of those. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I don't want to wait three months for these. I'm ready for them to happen relatively soon in the next month. Yeah. Um, let's see. Can Brian be as hot as he was in 2021? You asked that question here in the notes. Yeah. So I think he can, even though he's. I need them to write in that Brian Danielson really wants to be hot again because I don't think Brian cares. I really don't think he cares at all if he's mm-hmm. hot, if he's mm-hmm. on top. No, no interest. He has no interest in the title. He has no interest in selling merch. Will mm-hmm. not wear one of his shirts. Yeah, on TV. Won't wear Blackpool gear. Yeah, and um, and that's wild. So I'm hoping we get his his um enthusiasm written into the program here. Yeah, <laughs> booked, booked to book to care. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. I think once he I think once he once that program gets going, I think he'll he'll lock in on the fact what his role is to help MGF get over. So I think I, I think, think so. he'll but I think he's very dedicated to that, to to yeah. doing what his program is meant to do. Yeah. Um. All right. Number three. Number three. Ricky Starks. Ricky. Starks. Absolute Ricky Starks. All he did was a promo. But man, he felt like a big deal to me. His promos are still high level. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are really worried about him going directly back to the mid card. Yeah. I don't feel like a match with, with Chris Jericho is back to the mid card. Yeah. That feels uh, top of the card to me. It's yeah. a really good sign. And especially the, if he wins. They would, yeah. If they start the start the show with him in a promo, I think that, that shows that there's someone that they believe they can build around. Yeah. Um you know, uh, in the continuing story of um, uh, how interested is my daughter in AEW, she she made sure to tune in and watch Ricky Stark's promo. She pointed oh, wow. out that he has now transitioned from Louis Vuitton to Gucci this week. 
I think that's a good movie. Feels yeah. more like a Gucci guy to me. Yeah. She was in full support of his shoes. So what is your he, take on his his absolute like move with the hand <laughs> in the face? Like that feels too heelish to keep going. But a little he's a fashionable guy. He's doing Louis Vuitton yeah. and Gucci. Right. If he's that guy, maybe he doesn't stop and it's not a detriment. I think it's something that he that's part of his character. It's part of what people like him. It's part of what got him there. I do think he needs to he he's had enough comparisons to the rock. Like, I mean, just last yeah. week we were comparing him to the uh, human version of black Adam when he says, yeah. Shazam, yeah, which I still love. <laughs> it's a huge miss on the, the yeah. man. DC, so he's, the DCEU keeps dropping the ball. That's right. He's, he's got a, uh, he's got to watch out and not uh, become a rock cosplayer. Um, but I, yeah, I think it works. I know it drives some people crazy, but I, I, I think people it's it's what sets him apart from other baby faces is in that yeah. he's still got that slick uh character. Yeah. Just for full transparency, Puppet Up's trying to wrap up the show twenty six minutes early. So <laughs> she is it's she is like on doing one figure right eights now. around your legs, yeah. Oh my god, she's climbing up on me. She has a empty water bottle that she's threatening me with, threatening the show with <laughs> right under this right under my desk here. Give her some muffins. This, this is going to be a real problem. Oh, I uh, one of her birthday presents was um, I go to this 24-hour pharmacy just because it's 24 hours. I know if I really need something at 3 a.m., I can go get it at 3 a.m. When I go, she rides with me. And this dog has the most expensive taste in treats, Kevin. Yeah. Unless it's like minimum $15 a bag, she wants no part of it. But... She loves these treats they give her at the Walgreens drive 24 hour <laughs> drive through. And so Christmas Eve, I like we went through the drive through and she got her uh -huh. one treat. And she wanted uh -huh. more. And so I parked and left her in the car for a minute and went and got her the full bag oh. of these treats, which are yeah. more reasonably more reasonably priced than her others. Mm -hmm. She's had 15 during this show. <laughs> I've, I've, like I've been trying to keep her quiet. She's had 15. Treats all it's uh fighting a losing battle here well now they know now she knows the treat doesn't make her go away the treat makes her come back <laughs> that's exactly right okay number two on the heat index and it cannot be puppet up no it is not hangman page and john moxley is my number two right now i loved it so much i loved as soon the dark order warned warned adam the beginning yep. of the show yep don't interfere with don't interfere tonight and he's like what are you talking about and they're like we know yep. We know how much you like Battle Royals. We know how much you love Battle Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Which cracks me up. And so as soon as all the members of the Dark Order were eliminated from the the longest titled Battle Royal yes. I've ever seen in my damn life, right. I cannot even hope to remember the name of that Battle Royal. I, th I think I have it written down. Hold on. Okay, please. $300,000 Three Kings Trios Casino Battle Royal. Don't try and tell me Vince Russo is not somewhere in that locker room. Don't even even try to tell me that he is dressed as a janitor and like yeah. whispering this in people's ears while they're napping. I don't know. Right. That feels like a Vince Russo match right there. But as soon as the Dark Order is eliminated, Adam Cole makes the run in. I'm sorry. Adam Page makes the run in and all hell breaks loose as in that we've got tons of people trying to break up Adam and John, while this match is still going around them, it was phenomenal. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, they went from like, I wasn't one of those. Well, okay. I should own the fact we both were like, why is hangman met that mad at him? He got knocked out in a yeah. match. Big deal. Yeah. Um, lots of people defended that. And I think, I think they're right too. Yeah. If you get knocked out in a match, perfectly good reason to be mad at someone for, for a fight, you know, but what they've done saying, yeah. Yeah. You could kind of say that moment, that moment where he doesn't remember his son's name that's yeah. because of Moxley. Right. And he won't, he, I would want, he doesn't care or something like that. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't care and he's a jerk yeah. about it. And, yeah. and it, and especially when you go back and put into context, the first thing that Mox said to him that set the whole thing off was when he said, baby, you don't remember, uh, which yeah. would, if they had flip flopped it, it would have been even better. But, but, um, yeah, totally into this feud. It's the, it's the, the match I the want to is, see the most right now. And the thing is, when you really dig deep, you can go back and see a lot of things building up to this feud in the past, such as I believe it was a battle royal where they um, yes paid where, eliminated Moxley to get his world title shot. Yeah, and when they ended up, everybody was cheering Moxley yeah. until he yep. climbed up on the ladder to try and stop Adam from grabbing yeah. with the the the, the, the giant ship. ship. Yeah, like everyone immediately started booing Moxley. And that's maybe the only time I've seen Moxley booed yeah. in two years. Yeah. And that was, that was probably two years ago when that happened. And I think it was 2021. Yeah. And I think Mox is um, playing into that because I think he's decided to be the heel in this uh, because he had that match with Darius Martin and he was just a dick to him i mean like he yeah was, yeah he was <laughs> he was an he like, asshole man pretty much doing nothing but just causing pain and misery to the poor guy and uh it also might be a, a little tribute to the recently deceased william regal yes probably yeah a little bit that was a that was a little bit of the special of the old old william regal squash matches um i did like his promo they both had great promos, but I love the Mox promo where he keeps telling him where he's going to be, which is Rampage. So please watch Rampage, you <laughs> yep. know. And I liked when he was talking about like kind of making fun of people like us or like me who who were like, mm-hmm. you know, he shouldn't take that personally. They got knocked out in a match by saying like, yes, of course I was trying to knock you out. Did you think I was trying to comb your hair? <laughs> That's a, like good lines. That's a really so, good yeah, line. So yeah, I'm into this, and I and it's it's I. When Moxley lost the title, I was a little worried. He was a little aimless and just needed a vacation. and needed to take time off. And uh, now I'm thinking he needs to be talking about that, how all he wanted to do was go on vacation. But stupid Adam Page is making him show up to work every day and call him out, calling you out again and again and again. I love that. I love that idea. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler here. Okay, as in. I'm not going to say who your number one is, but I'm going to say who it's not. Yeah. And I don't think he should have been number one. Okay. I'm kind of surprised he didn't make it in at all. But oh, who is this it? was a stacked week. That's Claudio. I really, yes. really liked Claudio versus the Martin brothers. That was versus great. Top Flight. Yeah. I loved that so much. It really um, was great. The, the match itself was kind of, okay. Like, it was yeah. just one of those ones that was... But, but the build, Useless. once they got there, once they got to yeah. the end, it's pretty great. It was great. fantastic. And 
Uh, I think I knew who won before I watched it. Okay. I think I was accidentally spoiled. But I even have... then, even then, every I thought it could have gone either way. Like there were t- when 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 Claudio like was going to suplex them both over the rope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was, I, I, it was the whole so time well I thought Claudio's going to pull this off in the end. Yeah. Right. And it's going to be some amazing feat of strength or he's going to giant swing yeah. them both at the same time or, you know. But in the end, those two guys and their athleticism overcame his incredible strength. And their teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. It was, also, it was a great. Yeah. Great story. I was I was really worried when Claudio came in that they were going to make him a mid Carter. Mm-hmm. And he was br- very briefly a little bit of a mid Carter. Yeah. But they are putting him over as a real deal top of the card guy. And I love yep. that. Because yeah. he should have been that his entire tenure in in WWE. Yes, he's 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 being portrayed as he really is as a performer, which is a like nearly supernaturally gifted human being. Like something just, just hit me, Kevin. Yeah. What? And I don't want to. I want to come back to your point about him being a supernaturally That's gifted. My point's done. Human being. Okay. It just hit me. Yeah. The sports entertainers are trying to get his big swing banned. Yeah. When he was in WWE, the sports entertainer company, they banned his big swing because it was getting over. Oh, they yeah. They didn't want it to be over, so they banned it. <laughs> and there ha- that has those two things can't be totally disconnected. That has to be part of the gag with Chris Jericho, yeah. the sports entertainer, wanting to ban that move. Maybe. Like it's that. one of the most entertaining moves out there. It is. But the thing is, and I love if that anybody else it. did it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. If anybody else had that move, I don't think it'd be as over. It's the fact that no. he's so tall and so incredibly right. strong and can yeah. do it for so long. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Number one on the heat. Number ones. Number one. Number one. Final week really of happy. 2022. Yes. Ending the year as it should be. Yes. The queen of pro wrestling, Jamie Hayter. Her match was one of the best women's matches I've seen in AEW. She and Sheeta were so well matched. Yeah. They were so good together. I would watch that match every week. I watch it again tonight right before. I only watched a few things before we taped, but um, I watched that again, the whole thing, even through the commercial break. And uh, yeah, it was... It was a match that finally felt like, oh, this is what AEW women's wrestling could be like. Yeah. And it and it with the with the post match and all that and how over she was and how over Sheeta was, it was like something that made for the first time in a long, long time, that one match felt made the whole women's division feel like something hot. Yeah, it really did. And I know you like I think she should have a long reign. You think she should have a long reign. Yes. I don't think she's going to have a long reign, but I'm worried she won't. Yeah. I I think when she loses, and of course, this is what they want me to think. So I could be Mm -hmm. totally wrong. I feel like when she loses, it'll be Brit, Brit making her lose. Yeah. Brit interfering and causing her to lose so the Brit can get a title shot. And I don't hate that. I really don't hate that because that sets up a lot of things in the future. But the like this was her first title reign, 
And we're yeah. already like, I want her to have it for 18 months. Right. Exactly. Like off her first <laughs> title match. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Title match. Um, and she said, you know, good. right. And the whole time she, when she came back, she was like, right. She was the Batista to her triple H, you know, like everyone thought, okay, yeah. the whole thing is she's Wardlow. Like, it's just going to be that. And the whole thing is going to be about Brit and having yeah. an, an opponent for Brit. And, and they're even not when making she it won all the about title, Brit. Right. And even when she won the title, we thought, oh, okay, immediately they're going to go to this. And they hinted at it at first. But right now they're not hinting at it at all. And I'm hoping no. what they see is that they have something special with Jamie yes. and that they they could say, okay, this is something we can literally build around now. Now we have someone who can hold down the main event with incredible matches with a lot yeah. of different opponents while we have a Britt Baker who can have the personality driven feuds and while we have Jade who can be the project for the future. Yeah. And they can actually build out a division and not just have like who's the champion and who's going to be feuding with them. Now, if Mercedes or Sasha does come in, she's going to want to work with a Jamie hater because she's she's into the stardom. I mean, she's you know, if she's not in WWE right now, it's because she wants to wrestle and like wrestle, wrestle. Yeah. And and yeah, she'd probably have a great feud with Brit or Tony Storm or whatever. But like you give us uh, Mercedes Monet against Jamie Hader at double or nothing. Yeah. Like I might be booking a trip to Las Vegas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I really hope Jamie doesn't get sidelined. Yeah. And the one good thing is generally when they bring somebody in, they kind of. There's like a good six months before they get to where they want to be with them. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they just have some really good matches during that time period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I really wouldn't hate it if if Mercedes comes in or, you know, Sasha, I don't know what they're going to call her. I'm assuming yeah. Mercedes. Mercedes Monet lose. is the name that she's trademarked. Okay. Then Mercedes Martinez will probably lose her name. Right. right. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't or they can have a they... match and we can chant for them like we did a trend. Yeah, exactly. I... I say this a lot, but I wouldn't hate it because they're both so good. I wouldn't hate it if they traded that title back and forth a few times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, kind of like Dusty and 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 Rick used to. But mm-hmm. I mean, have it go back. I mean, I don't mind quick title changes as long as they're going back and forth between two top people. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a third party or somebody who's just going to have it like a like right. a Tommy Rich title reign or a Ronnie Garvin right. title reign. Um, a little bit like Sammy and Cody did last year, this time last year. Like exactly. Just trading the title back and forth for a little bit. It got a little confusing then, but. Yeah, but, I wouldn't hate yeah. it with the women. Um, my God, I want a trip match between Mercedes is the Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez and Mercedes. Yeah. Monet. <laughs> oh, my God. And poor Mercedes Martinez, because, you know, she doesn't have a shot at that. Yeah. Yeah. Just just like Trent Seven never had a shot against the five star wrestler. That's right. Whose so, last name I completely forgot. Does Trent, Trent have a five star um, match? Trent Trent Seven might oh, have a absolutely. Five-star match. Well, I think oh, both I don't know might knows. have one. Okay, I need to find that. We'll out. do that. We'll research that. Yeah, we'll have to see who's the highest star. Trent. Yeah. Red or seven. Yep. That's a. I loved. I really love this match. It's one of my yeah. favorite matches, probably of the year. What if I really look back at it? It was so damn good. 
And I just want to talk real quick about the fact that uh, we had this match. We had the ridiculous battle royal that had the great last five minutes. Mm-hmm. We had a, the whole Ricky Starks thing with Jericho. We had a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff this week. I'm trying to think what were some of the other matches that I really, really liked. Let me go take a look. Yeah, the FTR gun club match was really good. That was a really good one. Um, I love the Ruby, the Ruby um, Soho willow interview ruby did didn't too. want a fist yeah. bumper and just yeah. willow marking out after she gets fist bumped i willow like that is, a lot she is so excited about yeah about it <laughs> and that's they had a love match willow. on a, yeah they had a match on elevation uh as a team and the dynamic carried over into the match where willow is just so excited about uh teaming with ruby soho oh that's great that's so great i love that i'm tr- oh um let's see I marked out for Hook coming out. I just, I love Hook so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, there was another match, though, and I can't remember what it was, and maybe it just exists in my head. I well, thought it was, was on Rampage. Well, there was a Death Triangle versus Elite match that... Um, oh, yeah, that we didn't even to mention. Me, right. And that, to me, speaks to the state of the trios division right now, is that you've got the Death Triangle versus the Elite in a no-disqualification, crazy balls-out match. And we had to remind ourselves that it happened because we're so desensitized to it now. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like this best of sevens done exactly what we said it would do from yeah. the, the beginning. Yeah. And that's, you don't really care anymore. Right. You see it every week. Okay. We had no DQ. We knew we were going to get the barbed wire um, mm-hmm. room. Um, there was less blood than I expected, but there was blood. Mm-hmm. Um Christmas trees. Yeah. Also, at this point, when every single match that that Death Triangle has won was won with a hammer, mm-hmm. you got to start firing referees. You got to start right. removing these men from the equation. <laughs> right. My God. They yeah. couldn't. If they had a story, they couldn't do a storyline better where the referees have been paid off to not see things. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the thing that also bothers me about this, and this is a little bit of another another uh, shout out to our our podcast brethren and uh, Jeff Hawkins. He's the old schoolist of the old school with us. And mm-hmm. I, I can hear him probably literally because I probably listened to him <laughs> talk about it the other night. But that I'll. OK, so if you're going to do a best of the seven, right, they have to escalate in some way. Mm-hmm. And you can't just do the same level of match. You know, over you need to tell different stories, right? So they're adding no DQ. They're gonna do false count anywhere. They're gonna have a ladder match when it gets to seven. That's all fine. I don't mind like new steps, new stakes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What did bother me was you had the elite coming back. Apparently, the what they care most about right now is this trio's title, and they're one match away from elimination. This should be fighting for your life. This should be yeah. Like the the reason this is escalating is because we are we we keep losing to hammers. Therefore, we're gonna you know out cheat you. We're gonna out violence you. We're gonna out wrestle you. Like it should get higher and higher in intensity. But instead, mm-hmm. they've got Brandon Cutler out there dressed like an elf. They've got Christmas <laughs> trees, and it becomes a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street match. And you know it becomes like a WWE style comedy thing. And they're out there having fun and all this stuff. 
And it like, that's part of what takes me out of it. And that's part of why I haven't put them on the heat index, even though in a vacuum, every match has been entertaining. Yeah. And that match was entertaining. It was fun. It was funny. Um, you know, one, uh, couple of weeks ago when I saw it in person, it was really fun and entertaining and super spectacular to watch in person. But, um, it just, it's starting to just sort of lose its steam as it goes, because part of it is not just us as fans getting desensitized, but I think they're desensitized to their own match. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I really thought we would get a thing in this match where, We'd have Nakazawa and Don and and Cutler and everybody jump in with weapons. Right. Where it would just be like six men. Right. Like the Anarchy and Arena type thing. Yeah. 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 Um, And it would just be like they would win on sheer numbers. Right. But we didn't get get a long match either. Yeah. We should be getting Eddie Kingston coming out with a gas can. And instead, we're getting Brandon Cutler coming in with a Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even a barbed wire Christmas tree. Like, come on. Right. It's just a plain Oh, Christmas by the tree. way, by the way, the, acclaim, I, I, uh, the acclaimed rap I thought was really good this week. They were, they were going to sit. I remember it being good. I can't remember any of the. They were going to. I don't remember the rhymes, but they were going to send Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal back to the impact zone. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, I think they said something. They were going to break them like the power grid, like the Texas yeah, power like grid. The Texas power grid, absolutely. And um, they had titles like like Greg Popovich. Um, I, it was really good, yeah. and I was worried we weren't going to get it because he wasn't cleared. Like he wasn't going to be allowed to come out. As soon as I saw him coming out, I was like, "Oh, this is this is probably going to yeah. be a good one." Yeah. So I really like that. Um, that was a good match. The, uh-huh. You have got the elite match was a good match. The um, Jamie Hader match was 10 out of 10. I'm yep. going to be interested to see if, what kind of stars it gets. Um, what did you think of uh, young action Andretti's promo skills? Better than I thought. He's kind of, he's just, good. He's good in that, that, uh, how do we put it? He's good in that, like, um, unironic, goofy baby face. Yeah, I expected a one or a two out of ten. Yeah, and I think he was a solid like four or five, maybe four or just five. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for a young guy. Um, you know what I thought? I looked at him. I thought better than Brian Pillman. <laughs> you know, because I think yeah. like this is a situation where yeah. you think they would put like a Brian Pillman after all this time. Yeah, but unfortunately, he just never got better. Brian never got better, and that's a real shame. And hopefully, since he was talking about training with um with Regal, maybe he yeah. has gotten better, and we'll see it. But I'm yeah. guessing no, unfortunately. Um, a lot of good matches, a lot of good promos, a lot of ridiculous stuff. Um, Smo Joe had a fun just, Christmas greetings. Yes, he did. Greetings he really and salutations. <laughs> also, we had um. We had the 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 House of Black really getting into Ortiz's head, where he think he thinks Santana's going to turn Ortiz is going to turn on him. Yeah, I don't know how um, about that. I I don't I don't want mind game shenanigans. I want I want over I want over the spitting mind games. mist and beating heads in. That's exactly right. 
what was that old what was that old uh reminds me of chris farley back in the back in the day in some skit he talked about um these old boys just a snorting and a fussing and uh <laughs> i love i like your spit and mist and busted heads yeah. to me that's the same thing and i love it no i i really the only way I'll be okay with it even a little bit is if is if Ortiz is about to turn on on him. Like if it's all just getting Eddie to turn on Ortiz, I'm 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 over all that. I don't I'm not interested yeah. in it at all. Um we found the sweet spot though, as we've already said, for our former cheerleader. She has been she's great, great. just standing, looking dark mm-hmm. and pointing. She's great she had at a it. match on uh, elevation this week. Oh, how was that? It was all right. I mean, she's okay. fine. She's vicious. It was short. Like she, it, it was kind of the, the cheerleader version of of the House of Black beatdown, where she just <laughs> beats someone down. But she's got great presence now, and okay, Brody accompanies her to the ring now, and cool ring gear. Like, okay, very cool. I need yeah. to check this out ASAP. That sounds like a that sounds like something that probably should have been on Dynamite. Yeah, that actually literally had that thought that it should have been on Dynamite. I think people would respond well to her i think she's really getting over yeah by the way i don't know if it's just the lighting but buddy matthews looks like he's got 80 inch pythons right now it looks like he (laughs) has just been drinking steroids and i very well might just be the lighting but his arms look massive yeah they're huge he does he does he's been saying a lot of prayers yeah he has taking his vitamins saying his prayers that does absolute wonders for people um let's see was there anybody else in the battle royal that you thought was particularly good um Um, oh i did well i did not like this that um after all the build-up to uh preston vance turning that his in-ring debut as preston vance was just in a battle royal where he did nothing yeah that that was kind of lame yeah um he had like one moment I liked, but I can't even remember who he was, who he's going toe to toe with. I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, I so I think the butcher may have died when he got uh <laughs> oh when he got eliminated. I haven't heard anything from that, so maybe they're yeah they're waiting to like notify the family. Maybe. Um, let's see. The Spanish announce project. That was a surprise. That was a major surprise. Yeah. This, that is total, oh like, that is, that is a unique Tony Khan creation in that he assumes that everyone knows everything about his promotion yeah, and knows I that had, all of his English speaking viewers know that Angelico, uh, Serpentico and, uh, Luther all do Spanish announcing. I swear this is new because previously their Spanish announce booth was Dasha. Yeah. It was a Dasha Alex. and Alex. Yeah, and there was one other person there who I didn't know, and now just all of a sudden it's these three people. Right. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know that what might the be a word. And what's the egg there? Yeah. Uh, though I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. That was worth mentioning. Okay, <laughs> trust we are busters at, have just moved up a notch. Oh my god! But yeah, the pecking order. I really like. They've got great trios. I would love to see them actually wrestle. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're not going to be done with this. Uh, this um you know, this young bucks thing for another few months i'm guessing till yeah. we get to yeah. match seven this was a really good week in aw is really fun podcast yeah, very fun. I do 
Hope everybody's staying warm. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Anything you want to say before we head out? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. From me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Have a great week, and we hope to see you back again here next Tuesday. Have a good one, everybody.